Welcome to the Watermark Students Podcast, a podcast for students featuring students where we discuss the everyday issues of teenage life from a Christian perspective. For more information on Watermark Students, check out watermark.org slash students. We hope that this episode is helpful to you. Welcome back to the Watermark Students Podcast. Let's go. It is me, Austin Macon, with hey, Jermaine Austin. Harrison, with Kaylee Wright, and our student guest, Lexi Babbler. Lexi, introduce yourself. Everyone wants to know We're who you are. We're dying to know. Hey, guys. I'm Lexi Babbler. Guys. <laughs> and I am a senior at Trinity Christian yes. Academy. No Trojans, pinkies, pinkies, all up. the way up. Okay. Lexi, when you're walking the halls of Trinity Christian Academy, I want to hear... Because there's a wide debate going around. Where do you put your backpack? All over the internet right Where now. Where do you put your backpack <laughs> on your back? I've, I've seen people do two straps, one strap. They go high, they go low. Where are you putting your backpack? I don't, I don't even know oh, the trend right now. Yeah. yeah, It's a very important trend. I've been thinking about it. I don't know where I put my backpack. So tell us, what would you do? Well, I used to be a one-strap person. Mm. Um, but then my mom mm. got mad at me mm. because she said it was bad for your back. It's got to be most so, definitely yeah. bad for your <laughs> but shoulder. But it is, it is a good statement. I, I understand why. Yeah. You it's did. cooler, I feel it like. It was because my water bottle was like heavy on that side. So. Oh, you're bouncing out. Yeah. <laughs> but now that I'm more conscious of my posture, mm-hmm. I... I'm I wear it really yeah. high and it's kind of I just set up yes. straighter. I know. Yes. <laughs> Lexi, I went to a private school, so I wore a uniform every day to school. So I didn't just just wear any attire. It was a white T-shirt. You had a rolly uh, backpack, didn't you, Jermaine? <laughs> Not <laughs> have a rolly Jermaine backpack. was rolling up in his he school. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a, a white button-up shirt with navy blue pants and a crest, a blue and white crest on the, the detail. pocket. That's yeah. very mm-hmm. similar What about your backpack? St. Yeah. Martin Academy. You heard it here first, <laughs> guys. And so you would you tuck your shirt in. And so when I was in high school, you had to have the tiniest backpack possible. Oh, no. Okay. So think like a, a, Jan, a Jan Sport backpack. Oh. No, like a tiny, like, you know, typically black or like a, a solid color. <laughs> a merce? <laughs> backpack. And you would wear it as high as possible on your back because if you were, the lower you wore it, the more interested you were in school and academics, really? the higher you were. Yes. I feel like that's and op- so yeah. And oh. so you, you left your books, your, all of your textbooks at school, or if you took them home, you made sure you brought them in your hand and put them in your homeroom or whatever so that you wouldn't have to have them in your backpack. Mm. Well, I feel you like heard wow. it here first. I feel like I hate going low backpack because every time I try to tie my shoes, the backpack flips slides over my back or and slides, slides and I look just like a moron. Mm-hmm. So I'm going high backpack, just real cinched up tight, nice and shoulders. That's what I do till this day. Also, if you have to run anywhere, like it's just going to stay on your back. So you well, got to be don't prepared. Lean, don't lean forward or else you'll fall over. I know that one from <laughs> personal experience. So. Haley, tell us your story. I know you got one. Yeah. In high school, we had a dress up day for homecoming week and I hiked my backpack up really high and was trying to run to where we were had you, like where an outdoor courtyard. Mm. And so you, we would eat lunch out there. And so I thought it would be like a fun bit, you know, like yeah. race there. Well, I lost the race because I <laughs> toppled over in the dirt and I... <laughs> There we go. <laughs> See, her so. backpack was filled with so many books that when she hiked it all the way yeah. up, yeah, so she studious. became too top heavy and just toppled over. That's tough. Here's also my dilemma is I'm 5'2", so I can't really go too low backpack or else it's yeah. like, there's like, not much. There's it's not dragging much the ground. hanging on the ground. So I really do. I have to find a happy medium yeah. between the high and the low. And so that's probably my answer is mm. somewhere in between of just like 
wherever the yeah. default setting that the backpack comes with, I'm kind of somewhere, somewhere mm. around there. I do minimal adjustments. There you go. Just That's good. Before that reason. So Austin, thank you for that question. You're welcome, guys. Uh, that really <laughs> does tee us, up, tee us up perfectly to start talking about school and more specifically private school. And so we have Lexi here today. Lexi goes to Trinity Christian Academy, which if you're unfamiliar with it, all of our listeners, that is a private school. And so today we are going to talk to Lexi about the unique challenges for students in private school and what that's been like for you and how that's affected your relationship with God and all that. So thanks in advance for being on here. Mm. Excited to have you. You're welcome. Thanks. <laughs> awesome. But let's get started. And so give us a little bit of your context with school. You know, have you always gone to private school? When did you start going? Why did your parents send you there, et cetera? So I went to public school until fourth grade, and then I started going to TCA in fifth grade. And I think my parents just liked the idea of a smaller Christian environment yeah. just to be immersed in for the rest of my schooling. Yeah, because how big is, like, how many students are in each grade at your school? In my grade, there's 120. Okay. I feel like that's relatively yeah. good size for a private yeah. school, right? You don't have to be best friends with everybody, but you know everybody. I like that. That's so good. Lexi, Lexi's like, get away from me, people. I don't need 120 best friends. <laughs> don't need okay. 120. If you had 120 best friends, I would be impressed. <laughs> I would too. Yeah, that'd be great. But Lexi, in your experience, what do you think are some of the positive aspects of being in private school? Well, I love that it is Christian-based just because um, we can worship together. We all worship on Thursdays and yeah. our teachers pray for us. And it just makes me feel like my teachers actually care about me and want me to succeed. And it really does feel like a community because like I said earlier, my teachers really care about me. And um, like, I'll see them at football games and I'll see my sixth grade teacher and she'll ask me about something that's going on in my life right now. Like she still knows things about me. And it just feels really comforting to have such a tight knit group of people. Yeah, it's like family feel. It's really special. Yeah, I I, I relate. Um, my, my graduate in class was 74 students uh, when I graduated from high school. And I would go back, not like a high school hero, but just to go... <laughs> just to go visit my teachers because they literally had become friends of mine. And, you know, I'd walk up to their class and they would stop teaching. So they would to come outside and say hello. Not just me. Other people would do it as well because of that feel of like they truly, you know, are for you. They teach you subjects, you know, all through your time in high school, which is a definite benefit that maybe other schools don't have. So. Yeah, I think that's so good. I love what you said just about faith being all-encompassing at the school. You know, you don't have to shy away from being a Christian. It's understood that it's okay to have a faith, and it's actually a really normal part of your life. And I think that's really helpful at a young age to know that, like, your relationship with God isn't, like, compartmentalized, that you have to, like, stop talking about God at school, and you can only talk about it at church. You know, you got to learn at a young age that those two things can coexist. But I know that with that, there can also be challenges, right? Mm -hmm. And you've experienced some of those. And so what have been some of the challenging aspects of being in private school? Well, one of them, um, like you were saying, we all talk about Jesus all the time and it's understood that we're Christians. A lot of people will say that that creates like a bubble, which I definitely think is true because I'm going to college next year and it's going to be like a culture shock because everybody pretty much like talks about Jesus at my school and knows about it. And so I don't know if it prepared me super well for like the real world, but I do love that I've been like poured into so that my faith is ready to go into the real world. Mm, I like that. But it can be a bit of a bubble. Um, it's interesting that you say that your faith was or is strengthened by the fact that um, you get to talk about Jesus and, and 
you know, all the time at school and that maybe in some senses you don't feel as prepared for the environment that college can be. But I think of the the analogy of um, when you're when you're trying to understand what truth is, you can either go two ways. On one hand, you can explore all of the the false claims or the lies about whatever the issue might be, or you can um, focus your attention on what the truth is about that topic or that issue. And when you go into an environment where there are um, lies or false claims about that topic, uh, you already know what the truth is. You don't really necessarily need to study all of the, the the false claims and the lies because you know what the truth is. And I think that that's a unique benefit, if you, if you will, of you know a private Christian school experience where you you get to be in the truth and learn and talk about it all the time. And even though you may not have a lot of objections, you know, in that context, I think that it still uh, prepares you in a unique way versus dealing with all of the the false claims that you might if you were in a non um, non private Christian school environment that you still get to um, be ready to share and stand firm on the truth because you've spent so much time on it. Yes, so. and I think it's really important that you take advantage of learning that truth because a lot of times it can feel like homework or it can be coming from like the person who gave you your detention last week. And so you don't really want to listen to it. And that can be another challenge just whenever you're always surrounded by it from people who you don't always um, have the best relationship with, it can be um, difficult to want to learn about Christianity and want to take that truth into the real world with you. Yeah. And I think, it really goes back to, you know, who do you say that God is mm-hmm. and what does a relationship with God look like and the why behind it? You know, First John 5 just talks about, like, this is the love of God that we obey his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. If we don't understand, like, that he's not a God who wants something from us just so we can follow the rules um, and check a box, but he wants a relationship with us so we can have joy here and eternal life with him, and then that changes the way that we view it, not as homework, but as a relationship um, that has life. Lexi, are there any other challenges that you think have been unique to your private school experience that um, you've gone through and had to work through? Um, I think one thing that is unique about private school is just since the same 120 people basically have been together for, for me, eight years, whatever you do is always known by everybody because it's such a small environment and it can be hard to shake a reputation you formed in like sixth grade and it can be hard to like be forgiven for that. And so it's kind of a constant pressure of like performing well so that everybody around you like thinks that you are being a good Christian or just like a good person because it can be really isolating if you form a reputation that is not necessarily the best and then nobody really wants to associate with you. Yeah. Yeah. And and what that makes me think of too is um, how that particular environment where there's uh, a small group, a relatively small group of people who are in the same environment for an extended number of years to where, like you said, like you you make a mistake or you do something, um, you know, out of character one time, you know, years ago and everyone um, remembers you for it. And it's tough to shake it like you were just saying. But also, um, you know, there's the there's the the increased possibility of like creating subgroups or cliques, if you will, like the, hey, we don't hang out with that group because, you know, for example, Lexi's in it and you remember what she what she did or what she said. And that's the group that hangs out with her. But we don't want to hang out there. And it can be, I think, 
I would imagine it'd be easy to fall into those cliques and fall into those divisions amongst each other based on what has happened allegedly or actually. Yeah. And I think it's to, to that point, like it is so hard to be known by your failure, especially in that environment, because you can start to believe like you don't have a second chance and you start to be identified as that thing that you did or whatever it is. And you start to feel that that feeling of failure. That's why it's so important if you're listening to like remember where your identity is truly found. I've heard someone say like the truest thing about you is what God says about you. Mm -hmm. And so you got to go to the person who made you, who's worthy of giving you uh, your identity. And you got to be reminded by what God says about you and not being trying to be known by something you did in the past or a failure or what people say about you because you're never going to live up to anyone's expectations of you. Yeah. And we just can't take the hope of the gospel out of the scenario, you know, and, and yeah. on the other side of it, if you are the Christian friend group, you know, and someone comes to the Lord and their life has changed and maybe they have a reputation before that was not Christ honoring. I think one of the more discouraging things is when that new believer, you know, who's been transformed by the gospel mm -hmm. isn't accepted. Mm -hmm. or is kind of judged by their past. I can be so discouraging. I'm like, what a miss. And yeah. I know, you know, Paul experienced that in the Bible. People were really like hesitant because they're like, this guy was bad news before, but we have to know the gospel can change people's lives. Yeah. I mean, especially as Christians, be willing to love people and bring them in. And, um, yeah, and praise God, I'm not yeah. like yeah. held to what I did in junior high. Yeah. Seriously. And not just like for the private, you know, school environment and not even just for someone who, you know, came to faith, but someone who, um, claimed to be a follower of Jesus at some point in time, but had a track record of, you know, making mistakes willfully or whatever it might be. And if they, you know, come to a moment where they, they sober up and they're like, you know what, I, I need to make a change in my life. Like, like you were just saying, that group of Christian friends should be willing and ready to give that person another chance mm -hmm. because that's literally living out the gospel. That's so. good. Wow. On that note, Lexi, let's talk about just like you and your relationship with God and how that has, you know, uh, benefited from or like struggled because of being a private school student. So let's start with um, just the strengths. How has being in private school strengthened your relationship with God? Since it is a Christian environment, it is more likely that you will find a lot of people who share your beliefs. Of course, it's not going to be everybody. Um, but for example, there's 26 girls in my small group that I can like choose from to have accountability partners um, just to make sure, like we were talking about earlier, how your faith can be inauthentic if you let it be at private school um, and anywhere. But at private school, there can be people to kind of remind you of why you're a Christian and it's not just homework. It's um, something that will give you an abundant life. And so I've just found that it's been really easy to find people that will lift me up like that. And I think that's kind of what strengthened my faith the most about private school. Yeah. yeah, It's huge. Yeah. And there's no category in God's word for a nominal believer or a casual Christian. And I think the hardest part about being in between or saying you're a Christian, but not actually following Jesus is that, you know, you feel guilty for not actually following Jesus. And then you feel discontent for following the world and you're just stuck in the middle. Um, and you're just being pulled in two different directions. And so you said exactly what the life of a believer is, that you get abundant life. And if you hold closely to that, um, there's freedom there. Yeah. Um, and I think worth saying to all the, the audience, you know, those who are out on a run, as you guys <laughs> like to make fun of me for saying, that if you go to a, a private um, school, 
and you're a friend of Lexi's, to use this example, now you play a significant role in her faith. Like the Christian faith was never to be something that you do in isolation or alone. It is a journey together. If you've you know ever read that that old book, um, The Pilgrim's Progress, <laughs> it's like literally he's yeah, like with other people on this journey of faith, and it's true that our Christian life is never meant to be lived in isolation and. Uh, having other people who want to encourage you and strengthen you and remind you of what's true, you know, you know, during the day at school is such an invaluable asset um, to have. So, yeah, that's good. Lexi, I feel like you've, you've hinted at a few of the challenges in faith that um, in private school, it can be easy to view the Bible as homework or to put a lot of pressure on yourself to perform as a Christian, right? Um, What would you say, like, has that, has that been true for you? Like, have you experienced that pressure for yourself? Yes. I think that especially before I started getting really serious in small group, whenever I had my leaders to show me like how amazing the Bible can be outside of a school setting. Um, I definitely was just numb to the Bible and I was like, Oh, okay. I got to go read John three for homework today, but wouldn't really glean anything from it. And if you take advantage of having the Bible for homework, then you can, like Jermaine was saying about Pilgrim's progress. We read that in freshman year and we (laughs) learned about, we learned about like, the faith part of it. So if you take advantage of that, you can see Christianity in everything that you read, whether it's like a secular work or the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so as long as you take advantage of it, but I feel like for so long, I was just annoyed because I don't like homework, obviously. And so I was just annoyed that I was having to sit for 55 minutes listening to somebody drone on and on about um, a book of the Bible. And it was just something my friends always like to complain about and yeah. I really had to like work to shift my mindset. Yeah. Or even in your context. And I know other private schools in, in Dallas where you go to, you go to um, chapel multiple times a week. How many times does TCA have chapel? Um, Three, three times a week. And so it can, it can feel like here I go again, going to um, a corporate gathering to sing and to listen to someone talk about God next. And it can just become so, you 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 can become so apathetic towards an incredible gift that your school is um, wanting to give you a biblical worldview, teach you God's word, and give you an opportunity to gather and worship God. Like that just is such a privilege, but it, it can become, you know, an annoyance. Oh, my yeah. gosh. We got to go to chapel again. Mm-hmm. Well, it just reminds me that it's it's important to distinguish between just like information consumption and heart transformation that we can consume so much like Christian or religious information and like learn so much about God, but it never makes its way to like heart transformation and it never affects us Mm -hmm. in our personal like devotion to God. And I think that just reminds me of the gift of the Holy Spirit, that if we are a believer, we've been sealed with the Holy Spirit and his job. And what the Holy Spirit does is just like puts that information like rubber meets the road and it Mm -hmm. affects us on a day-to-day basis. And so if you're consuming all of that, and it's not transforming your heart. It makes sense how how you get to a place of apathy and discontentment or burnout, maybe even. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, Lexi, final thing we would love to hear from you is just what's one last piece of advice you give to a student who's um, struggling in private school? Um, how would you encourage them? Well, like I said earlier about finding accountability, um, just to remind you of why you're a Christian and also figuring out why, like, find out why you need Jesus, what he's redeeming in your life. And like, for me, it's, um, I get really stressed about having to perform at school all the time. And so 
um, just finding that like God will give you peace through that or like, and you need to make sure that you're doing something separately from school, reading the Bible by yourself or praying by yourself or worshiping by yourself. Um, just so that you are really making sure that it's applying personally to you. And then once you go to school, then you take bits and pieces from what you're hearing in chapel and from your teachers and seeing how that applies. But you just have to make sure that it's personal first before you pile everything else on because it will just make you apathetic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think I liken it to just my relationship with my wife. And if I'm like, hey, wife, Kirby, her name's Kirby. If I'm just going to, you know, (laughs) I'm going to love you from nine to five, or I'm going to love you from this window to this window. And then everything else is out. And that makes no sense. That's not how you cultivate a relationship. If I'm just telling you when I'm going to like spend time with you, it, it wouldn't make a relationship. The way you make a relationship is by consistent, intentional effort to pursue another person. And that's what I've had to do with my wife. That's what we have to do with the Lord, where it's a relationship. It's not just a job. Yeah. And the last thing I'd add before we wrap up is like, Man, if you're at a private school, particularly a private Christian school, man, you have an incredible privilege to develop a robust, genuine faith. Robust. Everyone look at it. I don't know what I yes. said. <laughs> Someone learned a new word. <laughs> and here's what I mean by that. Guys, like this world is hungry for answers. Yeah. They're they're running to you know, fill in the blank to, to, to find satisfaction, to find meaning and to find purpose and to find hope. And you know where it's found, you know where it's at. And you get reminded of it in chapel, in your Bible class, in all of your subjects, in the fact that your teachers, um, you know, uh, care for you, love you, call you to a a higher standard. Is there like a, a pressure that can come with that? Yes. But you have a unique opportunity. I think that, um, all, most students who go through through um, school, you know, junior high and high school don't have when you have a, a Christian education um, through your school to grow in your faith and to 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 be on mission for Christ when you when you um, move on from you know your time in high school. And so, man, I would say just don't waste that opportunity. Lean into that opportunity. Confess when it's hard. Confess when you feel apathetic. Like that's that's a part of it. That's a part of the journey of faith. Um, but it's an incredible opportunity nonetheless. Awesome. Well, Lexi, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. Yes, Lexi. Awesome. Thank you for your, having your me. perspective on just the private school experience and how you've said here the hard hard things about it and hear the things that I would encourage others who are in that same environment to do, which is own your faith, initiate a relationship with Jesus. Don't just rely on the homework they give you or the books you have to read, but take ownership of it and then surround yourself with people that can help encourage you and spur you on towards truth. And so I love getting to hear your story. Thanks for being on and make sure guys, if you have any more questions about teenage life, you'd like for us to discuss, you can message us on Shoreline at Shoreline Dallas on yes. Instagram. Let we us know how you wear your you. backpack. We want to know. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, all the best. Bye. Bye. Bye everybody.